With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Night fans, so sorry you missed the live show, but this replay is brought to you by Gordon and Partners. Gordon and Partners are dedicated to the pursuit of justice for those who've been wrongfully injured at no fault of their own. It's important that you get legal advice directly from somebody you trust, which in our case is Michael Hoffman, a UCF alum. Contact Michael directly at 407-913-5350 or visit the website fortheinjured.com. Don't just trust anybody. Trust a fellow knight. Trust Gordon and Partners for the injured. Hello, Night Nation. I'm Trey Strelko. Welcome into the Sons of UCF Live. Adam Mike, seven days from kickoff at this very time, seven days from now. Football will be played inside the bounce house. Trace, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more excited about this show. Usually our show is good. This one may be even better. Wow. That's <laughs> saying something. Yeah, I don't know. Usually I try to downplay the show at the beginning. This show is going to suck. And then when it's good, then everybody's happy. Uh, an even better <laughs> special edition of the Sons of UCF Live. We're going to talk about uh, today's media availability, of course, continued conversation about QB1, John Rice Plumley. But let's begin with an appreciation, shall we, of UCF legend Shaquem Griffin, retiring gentleman. We got to see him play, and uh, what a treat it was to, to see him in a UCF night uniform. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the, the best to ever do it in the, in the black and gold. Obviously, his story is uh, phenomenal. And, you know, I thought the best thing, Trace, that really encapsulate uh, encapsulates Shaquem is if you read that, that, that you know, first-person article in the Players' Tribune talking about plan A, plan B, you know, the, the closeness he has with his family, his brother specifically. Um, I mean, he was such a, such a fantastic player, such an exciting player to watch. And uh, what I have on screen here now, Trace, if this isn't a statue at some point at UCF, that's the statue, this is, this is, you know, just, just the, the pose itself, the, you know, the, uh, the poor quarterback on the ground there. Uh, this is an iconic moment in UCF history. And Shaquem is certainly one of those guys that will always be remembered at UCF. Uh, fantastic career here. Uh, went on to do some good things in the NFL. And I suspect Tracy's got even more stuff that's probably even more important in front of him. He'll always be one of my favorites. A uh, fantastic player on the field, defensive player of the year, his junior year, and then the leader that he was his senior year. Remember going into that senior season? He didn't leave the uh, the training facility the whole time. He slept on a, an yeah. air mattress for about three weeks during camp. And it, it paid off in 2017, took us all the way. We'll never forget Shaquem for all he's done. And I, I can't wait to see him a lot more around campus. Now, I'm sure he'll be around plenty. That's sleeping at the training facility. That's one of the best sound bites you're ever going to get from a football player. That was a tremendous moment. No doubt, right? First ballot, UCF Hall of Famer. Where in the Mount Rushmore do you think that he is? Certainly amongst defensive players there, but of the all-time, does he make that Mount Rushmore? We're doing football only, right? We're, we're just yeah, taking just say to football, football only. 
Yeah, he, he's in that, you know, three, four, five, six range, in my opinion, right? I mean, I think, you know, the two seasons he had for UCF were iconic from that perspective. Obviously, the results UCF had on the field. Uh, but when you factor in, you know, the perseverance, the story, how he was kind of buried on the depth chart, wasn't even sure if he gets some playing time. You know, new regime comes in, he gets that opportunity, and he makes the most of it. I think that's that's also the feel-good element. So not only did he produce on the field, but I think also his off-the-field story, how hard he worked, uh, was certainly just a triumph for for a lot of folks too. So he's probably probably that three, four, five range for sure. Yeah, he's right up there. I mean, you, you think goats? You talk about Mackenzie Milton. You talk about Dante Culpepper. Shakim is right up there too with everybody else. Um, I'd really have to sit around and think about who the fourth guy would be. If we're talking players only, we've talked about having coaches involved. You know, Coach McDowell, all that stuff. But um, yeah, he's right up there, man. And defensively, as a leader, I don't know if there's anybody better. Great night. Looking forward to seeing what he does next. Thursday for the current UCF football team, one week out from the first game they practiced in shells. And this comes on the heels of the uh, Senior Bowl watch list with some notable names, including QB1, John Rice Plumley, Isaiah Bowser, Ryan O'Keefe, Kimar Gamble, Devon Wilson, and interestingly, Tylon Grable. Uh, today we have media availability amongst those, Alec Holler, the tight end, asked about now working with John Rice Plumley as QB1. I'm so happy for him. I'm, John Rice is my buddy. He's a good dude, and he's a great player. You feel for Mikey. Like, I love Mikey as well. And whenever it's a close quarterback battle like that and you love both dudes, it's kind of bittersweet. But, of course, I, I'm going to ride with John Rice. He's our QB1, and I love that dude. A lot of emotion there from him. A lot of emotion for Mikey Keene. A lot of dudes and that as well. Yeah, I think it just goes to show, you know, how quickly, uh, I mean, two things. One, you know, the respect all these guys have for Mikey Keene and the way that that quarterback battle played out. But two, I mean, John Rice, you know, only got there in the spring. He's able to win over his teammates, you know, make some good connections uh, and, and have a lot of folks who are excited and rooting for him as well, too. So I think it shows you know, two guys at that quarterback position who are leaders, uh, who the team believes in, the team trusts in. Obviously, right now it's JRP's ball. We'll see what happens with that. But it's always good to see the team rally behind guys like that and uh, and and find ways to make sure that uh, yeah that we're successful. Guys are going to have to support them. I mean, the decision was made for them by the coach. Uh, I, even if they didn't agree with it, we would not know about it. But it's good to see that it does seem like you know Plumlee has one over the team. Like Adam said, he came here in the summer. And right away, you saw him making his way into the locker room and everybody kind of welcoming, welcoming him with open arms. Um, I, I think it's going to be a pretty fine season. Just before we went live, UCF released the hype video. Mike, you were watching it as we were getting ready to go on. Are you hyped now, seven days out? I don't need a video to get hyped. I'm hyped. You don't, I don't, need, music. You don't need anything. <laughs> That's right. I, I've been hyped for weeks now. I can't wait seven days. But at this time next week, we'll be, what, end of the first quarter, up 21 nothing. Is my prediction. Huh? Write it down. Yeah. Take the over. Uh, we also had opportunity this Thursday to speak with defensive coordinator Travis Williams. Uh, the question asked of him, uh, how about that uh, depth chart, that too deep? Uh, he wasn't biting, said that we might get that Sunday. So be on the lookout for that uh, from social media on the UCF Knights website. I asked him, uh, at this point, what doesn't he know until the Knights get to play a game? You know what? Still don't know how we're going to respond. Like, it's all good if it, everything is going good. And how are you going to respond if it's not going good? So we always talk about E plus R equals O. So the event is the event. 
things what may happen in the game. You know, last year, the first game against boys, I mean, look up, it's 21 to whatever, down 21 points, but that's the event. But you, your response is really what's important. How are you going to respond to the things that's, going, that's happening in the game, good or bad? And then, okay, the outcome would be the outcome if you have a good response. So, you know, we just talk about the E plus R equals O and really want to see the guy's response, you know, to good and bad. You know, we just want to just kind of be like this, don't get too high, get too low. So really our response is really what I'm looking forward to seeing. All right, you guys got that E plus R. I'm trying to do the math right now. I was never good at algebra. Is, is anything parentheses here? Do I have a, a leading indicator? I mean, listen, I, I will say one thing. First off, Trace, T-Will has gotten so much better in front of the microphone. I mean, you know, the way he commands. He's good last know, that, year, really. The way he commands that press conference, you know, the way he has these these fun sayings, he gives you a little bit of nuggets, but also says nothing at the same time, which is a which is truly <laughs> a gift. But, you know, he's definitely excited for his group. You can hear that in his voice. He's excited for these, for the, for these guys to get out there. Uh, I like what he said today, too, about, you know, essentially, I don't mind coaching you. But I don't have to. I don't want to keep reteaching you something. I think he's, you know, he's a hard-nosed, disciplined coach, and you can tell the guys love playing for him. I love what he said about Justin Hodges and, and his development too. So I can't, I can't wait more for this season to start. I think Travis is going to have a great year. Let's just hope we can keep him, man. I hope, hopefully, nobody, nobody uh, not too many people see these videos, Trace, because I don't want Trace, I don't want him going anywhere. Well, he's going to be a head coach one day. Whether somebody steals him to be a defensive coordinator, maybe in the SEC, and we can't afford him, that's a different story. But one day he is going to be gone to be a head coach somewhere and he's looking like he's earning it, but this is a big year for him now year two in this defense. Uh, he's got all the players in place. Now let's see how it improves. We saw the improvement as the season went along last year. Can it make another leap now with the whole season under their belt? Friday, the nights will practice in shells Saturday off Sunday, full paths. So uh, another media availability scheduled for Friday. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at sign I will have sound clips for you. Uh, we earlier in the week did a little big 12 preview. We're pivoting between the American and the big 12. Be sure and check that out on the sun's YouTube channel. And I asked on my Twitter, Mike, really for you road trip. You're most looking forward to seeing. I did it in polls and brackets and, and BYU you've been there before. Ran away with this one over Baylor and Oklahoma State when all settled out. Yeah, I've been like you said, I've been to BYU. It's a different feeling heading into that game. There, I felt like I was going to church. It was very quiet. It was almost <laughs> eerie heading into that game. I was, I was trying to sell two extra tickets. I looked like a lunatic just putting my hands. Up. Who needs two? Who needs two? Well, People <laughs> were looking like at me like I was. I lost my mind. Looks like um, a lunatic in multiple states. This is <laughs> it's different. And I don't know how the UCF fan will like it. Cause you know, the UCF fan likes to drink, likes to get a little rowdy. You're going to have to sneak your alcohol into that stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. You're in the mountains, all that stuff. It's cool. But the experience is completely different for a road trip. I, I, I mixed in Vegas with that road trip to spice it up a little bit. BYU Provo itself, not as exciting. Don't need to sneak your alcohol into Vegas. Uh, let's ask about road trips with our first guest of the evening, Bree McNaught, Spectrum Sports reporter, UCF alum. Bree, welcome into the Sons of UCF Live. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you can hear me all right. Can indeed. So of that, uh, Baylor, BYU, Oklahoma State, or do you want to take one off the board that you'd most like to go to? I mean, I'm going to the Memphis game as a fan this year, so I'm going to have to just say that one. Um, I've never Future Big Memphis. 12. Future Big 12. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, I came in late to that one. Um, yeah, I mean, Baylor, I would have to go there. Uh, that seems always like a fun atmosphere. I covered SEC at my last job, so you really can't beat those SEC games, so uh, we'll have to see there. 
you and I caught up earlier in the week when uh, media had opportunity to speak with QB1, John Rice Plumley, and as well, head coach Gus Malzahn. What were your takeaways from that session? So from the beginning, I hate to say it, I love Mikey Keene. I loved him through spring. I saw his confidence kind of come out and about a little bit more, which was good to see. But you could kind of tell from the jump that that was John Rice Plumley's team. He was going to be QB1. Um, and you got that vibe from him as well on Tuesday. He, he takes a lot of command. He's very confident in what he does. Um, so that's huge. Like, he's still only 19. He's still young. Still has a lot of growing to do, a lot of um, things to learn from. And I think that's nice that John Rice had to take that wide receiver for a couple of years. So he's seen football in another light. Um, you know, he's seen the game at different levels. So I, I, I think that's great. And also, I think what's great, too, is Mikey has learned that he's one snap away, you know. So it, it's it's I think it's the best of both worlds for UCF right now. Bree, year two of the Gus Malzahn era. How would you grade Gus's job up until this point? How do you think he's done if you had to give him a letter grade? Yeah, I mean, I'm giving him an A, honestly. I He's not only embraced the fan base, he's embraced NIL. He's embraced Orlando, you know, being that hometown state. I literally went to a brunch place this morning for some grand opening, and it said the future of college football is here in neon lights. I mean, that's Gus Malzahn's motto. That's what he's been saying since he got here. Um, so I just think the fact that a brunch spot off of university is embracing this coach, I think he's done – uh, you know, that speaks volumes to what he has done to not only this football team, but to this this program in general, this, you know, school, this community as a whole. So I definitely got to give him an A on that aspect. Last year was a little bit more, um, I think, disappointing than fans wanted to see. But he also dealt with a lot of en er, injuries and things like that that you can't necessarily control. So I think this year he did the right thing, went and got a lot of depth. Um, so to kind of try to put himself in the best position if that were to happen again this year, knock on wood. B, I'm sorry, are you coming to us from a haunted house in the Halloween Horror Nights? Why is it so black around you? I'm at, I'm at Universal. I was waiting for you to ask that. I'm really? at Universal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Hogwarts right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like hiding. That's awesome. Yeah, we have season tickets, and my friends um, randomly texted me at like 6.30, and we're like, hey, do you want to go to Universal? I was like, of course. And so we do the swap. But yeah, that's right. I was like, should I tell them? Or should it just be weird? Yeah. So that's so funny. I thought you just didn't pay your electricity bill this month. <laughs> you know, hey, that, that's journalism salary. Trace gets it. Like, that could be the case. <laughs> All right. So football season is here, which also means tailgating season is here. So I'm going to hit you with a couple rapid-fire tailgating questions. You Ooh. tell me your favorite things, okay? Okay. What's the best tailgate game to play? A beer pong. Duh. Beer pong. Okay. I'm dominant uh, at that. Or, or flip cup. Flip cup's probably good, too. All right, they're just supposed to pick one, but all right, I'll give you two. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> your drink of choice. What are you drinking at the tailgates? So it depends on the time of the game. If it's like a morning game, obviously we're doing mimosas. Um, but, you know, night game, beers. you got to do some Bud Light. My family, my dad, Bud Light's really, that's his thing. It's basically water at this point. So, yeah, Food? good Bud Light. What Food. Food. I hate hot dogs, so I'm going to go with that. Oh, hot dogs. goodness. I know. Oh, no. oh, that's a touchy uh, subject. I got tonight. awkward. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Nice. I really hate hot dogs, so I'm going to go with hamburger. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, what kind of music? Country. You know, you got to go country. It's a good vibe, chill, nothing crazy. It's good. All right. That's it, that's Mike? That's, that's the it. the rapid fire? That, that's the rapid fire. That's, gotcha. it. that's good. Solid uh, rapid Bree, fire. Yeah, earlier you gave Coach Malzahn an A. 
Knights battled through a lot of injuries for losses last season. Of course, the Gasparilla Bowl win. What do you think the expectation, though, is this season? Knights fans aren't going to be happy with four losses, certainly. Three, even three, right? So what, what do you expect from this team? What do you think is going to be a fair expectation of Coach Malzahn in season two? Yeah, I think ironically, we talked about this last year. Um, you know, the expectations were high and this fan base has gotten a little spoiled. Um, you know, they, they've seen, you know, the highest of highs. So they definitely expect the best, which is good. That's what you want. You want to expect the best, right? And so I think Gus embraces that. But this year, um, during media day, I was talking to Sam Jackson and a couple of the other guys who were part of that 2017 team that um, had, you know, that had that run that even, you know, I even talked to Aaron Evans recently and they really do feel in the air that this team could do it again, could make that run. They, you know, Sam kept saying, because I said, look, listen, Sam, like everyone says that, come on, like be honest with me, like, is that possible? And he's like, yes, it is. You know, we have that same vibe. We have that same magic right now that we had in the locker room. So I think the expectations are super high, um, especially going to the Big 12 next year. I mean, I just think, why not? As you you, you want them high, right? You, you don't want low expectations. No, no coach wants that, no programs wants that. So, um, yeah, I think they're definitely high, and we'll see. I mean, the American is still tough, but not as tough as it has been in years past. So we'll see there, too. But, yeah, I think the fan base wants – they will not be happy with four wins, that's for sure. Or four losses, excuse me. Yeah, four wins. Uh, Bree, if, uh, if there's a tough game on the schedule, a game that you're circling that you think could, could pose the biggest challenge for the Knights, which game is uh, circled in red for you? I mean, Louisville is always going to be tough, right? Louisville's not. Um, luckily, they have Louisville at home this year. And just because I think it's just, it's Louisville, right? It's not, it's not you know, your AAC team. Um, and then also Cincinnati, just because of the, the rivalry. I wouldn't even call it a rivalry, but what has grown over the last few years with it all. So those are definitely the two that I'm looking out for. We got a bunch of new Knights heading to their first game ever in, next week. What do you remember about your first game as a uh, as a knight? And what advice would you give these kids going uh, on next Thursday? You're testing me. Um, that's a while ago at this point. Water. Drink a lot of water. It's hot. It's Orlando. Pack your patience. Um, you know, it, it could rain. Let's be honest. I don't want to say those words. Um, hopefully, I'm going to do the opposite on that one. And we're not in a repeat of last year. But, yeah, drink a lot of water. Just prepare. And um, and just be friendly to everyone. Do not do not start random fights for no reason. It's just not worth it. So. Earlier, you mentioned Aaron Evans. We both have had opportunity to talk with him recently. See the artwork that he has uh, painted inside the stadium. What do you most like about feature stories that you get to do? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think my my. Um, are you getting on a ride now? Because we no, would really like that live experience. Uh, uh, I'm not, but okay. this guy does look like it's going to fall out right now. Um, you know, those feature stories, they're just great. You just get to meet incredible people. And the fact that it's my job to share their stories, sometimes it's pinch me moments because it is such a cool opportunity. Um, you know, so it, it's definitely, um, it's just awesome to share that. I get this opportunity to to meet these awesome people in our community and to share their story and inspire more than just myself. So I just take a lot of um, a lot of pride in what I do there. I see a lot of people want me to go on a roller coaster and finish the interview. I, I think that uh, I would lose service. <laughs> Brie, obviously we know the big names, right? We know JRP and Isaiah Bowser. Is, is there somebody in this team this year that you're interested to see how they play or maybe a lesser known player that you're going to keep an eye on this year as you think about future stories and, and things you want to chronicle with this team? 
So I'm going to be honest, I have not looked too far in depth because I'm still shocked that football season's already here. Um, our off-season gets less and less nowadays, I feel like, or maybe I'm just getting older and need more of a break. But, um, you know, I always love Sam Jackson. He's always such a great guy, um, always does great things for our community. So I always seem to find a story with him. Tyler Paul with Brits Bunch, you know, the things they do is just awesome. It seems to be growing and growing. So that those are ones that definitely um, tug at my heartstrings. But I also love the fans of UCF. As we all know, Lynn... And Cheek, she was a super fan. I really got time to know her. So, you know, fans like that that just impact and, and make such an impression on this Night Nation, those are also what I love. But, yeah, as for players, I have not had a chance to truly look on the roster. There's lots of local guys this year. So that will be exciting to see if any of them kind of step up. Um, you know, one off the top of my head is Nakai Martinez out of Apopka. Um, you know, I think he's hoping to have a big year. And I got to do some stories with him while he was at Apopka. And he was a great guy, super personable. Um, so I think Night Nation will love him, but he's maybe one that I would stick out on the top there. Do you want to do a feature story on the Suns UCF? Do you want us to set that up with you? Yeah, I'm there. Let's do it. Okay. I'm there right. next week. <laughs> we'll be there for Louisville. We'll be there. There you go. You mentioned you're going to the Memphis game as a fan. I'm sure you go to a lot of games as a professional reporter. Is it hard for you to control your emotions? We know you're a diehard. Uh, do you sit in the press box? You, you have to stay quiet. How do you control yourself? Yeah, so I, I I am a diehard UCF. However, I am professional, obviously, and I keep my reporting professional as well. Um, if you know, if they lose, they lose, and and I, I talk just like it is. I'm not going to sit there and um, I guess try to fluff it up. Um, but yeah, when it you know, it's funny about that that you say that. When I go to games as a professional, I'm sitting in the press box. I'm not cheering. I am covering that game, which is good. I covered Alabama. I covered Auburn. So you are not allowed to say a word in those press boxes. So I got a good presence with that. But it's funny because I, I try to go to one game as a fan a year. And it's very hard for me because for about the first half, I'm sitting there in the corner just like, um, okay, I can't cheer right now. Let's go. And then by the second half, I'm like, wait, I can cheer. This is so fun. So it takes me a little bit to finally, um, you know, turn the switch, I guess, if you want to say. But it's, it's, it's always kind of funny for me mentally to go to one game as a fan like that. What's my disposition in the press box when you've had opportunity to sit next to me during a game? Opportunity. Talk about privilege. That's the best day with <laughs> wow. you and Jason Beattie. Jeez. Listen, he paid me, guys. I'm just kidding. Um, no, we just you're you're just like us. We're, you know, obviously we love UCF, but at the same time, like we're here to be journalists. We're here to report the news. So that's a big deal for us. Um, and so, yeah, you're 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 great. You're great to sit by. You probably get annoyed by me too much because I'm sitting here making jokes. I fan watch quite a bit too. So uh, sometimes those press box seats are a little too high. I'd rather be on the field most times. So, you know, take what you can. I shouldn't be complaining about the AC, right? Well, we'll let you go here in just a second. What's your favorite ride at uh, at Universal's Parks? Yeah, we just did Velocicoaster. Oh, uh, that's tremendous, we'll isn't come, it? It's the best ride I think ever. Um, we literally will come and ride Velocicoaster and have a couple beers like that. And that's a night. We'll do it. It's great. Um, that's our favorite ride for sure. So it's so fun. Well, Bree, we appreciate you stealing away a few moments uh, during your time at Universal Studios to join us on Sons of UCF Live. I will see you out on the, uh, on the beat and uh, have a great rest of your evening. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Bree McNaught, Spectrum Sports Reporter and mm -hmm. UCF alum. Thanks for being with us. Mike, good eye on that one. Called it out early. I was just joking. I thought she was in like a, one of those haunted houses. I know Halloween Horror Night starts in September. 
But uh, turns out she was actually there. Go figure. That's a pretty good eye by you. Uh, you know, if she's not working, we really should invite her to uh, uh, to the tailgate. Uh, and you've been posting this. Uh, remind folks uh, a week from now, you're going to be available uh, to, to meet and greet. Sign autographs, no doubt. You know, folks want to get to meet UCF Mike. That's right. Three weeks in a row you can get to meet me. This week coming up in Fort Lauderdale. I'm all over the place. I'm in. I'm like doing a tour like the Beatles. I'm in Fort Lauderdale this week. I'm in Orlando He's the week Beatle. after. And I'm in He's, a He's a Beatle now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the state tour. Three different cities in three different weeks. Um, the Den in Fort Lauderdale watch party. Always a great time out there. We're going to do a little live thing from there too, leading up to the game. Uh, and then, of course, the big ones. Orlando for the Louisville game. Uh, we've got a big setup there right in front of the stadium. And then in Boca, we have a really big one. I don't even know if we're allowed to uh, unveil the news that we got today, but that you're not going to want to miss any of these parties. And, nah, and more we news should, we shouldn't unveil that until it's actually a done deal until, you know, right. Yeah. I, I don't think we have clearance to unveil uh, all of our plans for the Boca Raton um, tailgating. Uh, but uh, I'll let uh, I'll let Michael Hoffman tell you it's going to be nuts. How about that? There we go, Michael. Hoffman. It's official comment. Official comment from the Suns UCF. It's going to be nuts. That's from Gordon and Partners himself, right there. And so the uh, that's not the Louisville Gordon. Tailgate. That's Partners, but yes, <laughs> but sure. The uh, the Louisville tailgate. If you work this out a little bit better, you're going to be up here early enough. Uh, and uh, there's going to be is there going to be food, drink? What what's the situation there? Yeah, but we're gonna have a big. Should we announce that setup too, Adam? Are we are we free to announce uh, that? Should we do that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. We've, we've that got plans. Either. We've got big plans. We want people to come or not? People are coming, okay. and we're gonna unveil all the slowly. We're slowly gonna unveil all the big surprises. We got some things lined up for both these tailgates. You're not gonna want to miss it. The one last year was a warm up, and that was a great time. And we got to meet a lot of you guys at that one for the Boise game. This is gonna be that on steroids, two weeks in a row. <laughs> Uh, on steroids. I like that. Seltzers and potato salad, says Brian Peters. Can you guys see the chat? There's some there's some really unhappy Matt Mirchelle fans in the chat tonight. <laughs> Not sure what that's all about. But uh, l- listen, if you're thirsty, then the uh, Suns UCF tailgate at Louisville will, will be uh, will help you out. How, how's that? That's that that's the biggest tease I can I can give you. It's gonna be and if you're hungry for potato salad, I'll bring some of that too. Oh, you're back on board with potato salad. Yeah, I mean, unless people want something different. I, I'm all about the people. See, I'm here to please. When if people ask for hot dogs, I bring them hot dogs. If people ask for potato salad, I bring them potato salad. You let me know what you guys want. I'll provide it. So you didn't care for that uh, the, the item I shared on Twitter today with you, the frozen yes. uh, hot dog uh, popsicles or whatever that was. That's a, little, that's a little over the line. I don't know about cold hot dogs or frozen popsicle hot dogs. That's a little weird. But um the, hot, the other hot dog that Mario posted earlier today, I'm all about that one. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And reminder, uh, everyone, you can still get in. You got to get your picks in and the AAC pick them. Mike, um, could you could you help us understand why UConn is in again this year? You know, because it's a free pick. I don't know. People that are complaining about UConn. It's the easiest pick of the week. And it's for people like Trace that can't make any correct picks. Whoa. Against, Aren't we on the UConn. same side since these Banneret people have invaded the poll, invaded <laughs> well, the pick em. They figured it out last year. That's probably why they beat you by six, because you kept picking UConn, and they knew to pick against UConn every week. So just pick against UConn pick, every week. I did not pick UConn. I didn't pick a lot of the <laughs> other games right, but I did not pick UConn or Green UConn. Yeah, well, Green UConn, that, that's a tricky one, too, sometimes. Sometimes they get too many points. You might have to take them sometimes. And how can people find this? Uh, picks start Saturday. Football starts Saturday. 
PoolTracker.com. Week zero, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I'll repost the uh, the invitation. The password is black and gold, capital B on the black. Um, it should just go PoolTracker.com, search for Sons of UCF group, and put in that password. You should be able to join. I think how many? We got a bunch of people. I think like 60 people signed up for it right now. So uh, pretty good group. The, the key is you got to remember to make your picks every week. Every, every time somebody forgets a, a whole week and then they fall out of it and then they, they forget for the rest of the year. Just stay and, consistent with it and you have a shot. And what's and, the prize that they'll never receive? Oh, that, that's another update. I just, just uh, yesterday, I mailed out the, the, the prize winner from last year's hat. And uh, Adam has the hoodie. That's out of my control. But I did send out the hat yesterday. <laughs> that's my fault. USPS told me it should be arriving Saturday morning. Good news. Good news. A lot of good things coming up. Let's go around the kingdom uh, real quick. 23rd ranked women's soccer. Hit or miss on ESPN Plus this Thursday. Right now, 0-0 at Utah Valley. Knights 1-0-1. Uh, led, of course, by goalkeeper Caroline Delisle, AAC Goalkeeper of the Week. Knights back home on Sunday, 1 o'clock, against Florida Gulf Coast, and then at North Florida. That North Florida is up by you, isn't it, Adam? They're there it Thursday is. at 1 o'clock. Thursday at 1. Seems a little out of my uh, out of my time zone there. But did you see that save that uh, that Caroline had against the uh, LSU Tigers? A fantastic save to preserve the, center, top 10. the tie. It was a, it was a fantastic save on her part. That was a it was a nice uh, gritty uh, tie for a uh, for a team up there. And uh, and what Louisville is typically one of the higher ranked teams. So that was a, that was a nice save. A nice uh, a nice game last week. Gotcha. LSU. LSU. Is that what I said? You said That's what I said. Louisville. Yeah, same thing. Uh, men's soccer uh, going on as we uh, go live uh, right now at number 15, Wake Forest, 0-0. Knights are second in the preseason coaches bowl. Tulsa, Tulsa picked first. Uh, forward Luca Dorado, uh, defender Anderson Rosa, forward Gino Vivi, all preseason, all conference team. Uh, we caught up with Coach Calabrese and uh, Gito uh, as part of our men's soccer preview. You can find that on the Suns YouTube channel. Uh, Knights host North Florida. Uh, and their home opener Monday at 7. Volleyball preseason poll out. Knights picked first. Uh, you know, they're going for a five-peat, so uh, logical that they would be picked first. McKenna Melville picked preseason player of the year. Melville, Claudia Dillon, Amber Olson, all-conference team, catch up with McKenna on our Suns YouTube uh, preview. Men's basketball drops their non-conference schedule. Uh, opener Monday, November 7th against UNC Asheville. And a good luck to Taco Fall signs a one-year deal in the Chinese Basketball League. Uh, you know, he's he's keeping that pro career going. It's, uh, you know, it's taking him to China now. Yeah, maybe a good move. I mean, he gets a, a year worth of opportunity to, to showcase his skills, get some tape. Mike and I have talked to a bunch of guys. Dexter Lyons comes to mind. have had a great career overseas. Sometimes you find your way back. I think, Taco, you can't teach size. You know, if he gets another year of, uh, of opportunity to get some film out there and showcase his skills, I could see him back in the league in short a time. So certainly glad for Taco to get a little bit more run. I think, you know, the, the sitting on the bench and doing some of the G League stuff has been cool, but I think this would be a good opportunity to, to showcase his skills. A lot of, a lot of good you know, players go to China and, uh, and make, a, make a name for themselves. And I imagine he'll be a, a marketing, you know, bevy over there too, right? I think he'll have some opportunities as well too. So it should be an exciting move for Taco. He's going to make a lot of money over there. I think from, this is a great move. From one big man to the big man on campus, our next guest, Jimmy Skiles, Senior Executive Associate Athletic Director, Brand Advancement, joins us now on the Sons of UCF Live. Jimmy, welcome in. Hey, guys. I love the uh, the Dexter Lions reference uh, being thrown out. I was, I was, I was a manager when, when Dexter was playing, so uh, good people there. 
and you've got uh, a lot going on. We appreciate you stealing away a few moments to join us. Countdown to kickoff, less than seven days as we go live. I've got a couple of questions off the top, but I want to start with this one. Boozy popsicles. What, what exactly is in that? And non-boozy popsicles too. Um, okay. I, I actually, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I can't say I've, I've, I've tried one yet. Uh, we, uh, uh, we've got great concession partners that have done a lot to, to step up the, uh, the, the fan experience this year. So, uh, so, so we'll see how those go. I think maybe, uh, maybe uh, Wednesday night I need to get a sneak peek of a, of a boozy pop. Uh, a little bit more serious question. We want to help get the word out. Fans may not realize you've got some different procedures getting into the game. They're going to want to get in a little bit earlier. Yeah, the, really it starts before people even leave home. A, a big change, it's a, a, a big perk I think that fans are going to enjoy. I know I'm going to enjoy it, is the, the digital parking passes. Uh, everybody needs to start by having um, having those loaded on their phone before they leave and, and they come to campus because – we got some, we can all picture what can happen at the lots, at the parking garages if people are logging into their account trying to pull up, uh, trying to pull up their digital parking pass. Uh, those are going to be super convenient in the long run. Should you need to transfer your tickets, you can also just transfer your parking and don't need to drive across town and drop off a parking pass too. Uh, but this first game, people have got to remember before they come to campus, get those get those digital parking passes and get those. Uh, get those digital uh, tickets loaded to their phone. Just do it before you even head to campus, uh, especially with a lot of people coming, coming straight from work for a Thursday game. And uh, then coming come to the stadium, we have, uh, just for fan safety, um, we're calling them contactless metal detectors. You'll actually, you'll scan your ticket first and then just walk right through. You, don't, you shouldn't have to take anything out of your pockets uh, or, or anything like that. So you'll just, you'll just go right into the stadium. But uh, you know, first game with those, so there could be a few, a uh, few growing pains. So we're just trying to tell everybody again. Thursday night games, people come straight from work. There's the rush all at the same time. Um, that if, if you if you have the luxury to get get to campus early, uh, just go ahead and get in the stadium early. You're not going to regret just being in there and seeing the whole pregame show and and uh, being in the stadium for for the first bounce of the year. Jimmy Trace mentioned the popsicles. What are the other new things that fans can expect once they get inside the stadium? New concession items, new things like that this year. The, I mean, obviously the the big one that was announced um, last week is the the alcohol alcohol stadium wide. Um, again, our, our concession partners they've done a great job. We we, we look at a lot of fan feedback um, in season and and postseason, and and to look at what 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 fans need and where where we're missing uh, part of the game day experience. So. Uh, concessions was a big thing. So we, we've added about 25% of our sales. Um, obviously, a lot of that's to help with the, uh, with, with the alcohol sales as well. But um, there's, um, man, you, you're putting me on the spot. I can't, I can't remember some of the items specifically. I think there's some new pretzel bites, a new chicken sandwich. Uh, the new premium or the premium areas have, have a variety of, uh, of new concession items. But hopefully the, the big thing is less lines. Uh, uh, 25% more points to sales and 25% um, more hawkers going up and down. Uh, so hopefully less less time standing in line, less time. Um, hopefully you don't miss the game at all. Uh, and you can be, be in your seats and just grab something from the hawkers. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the, the fan uh, perspective there because I've been asking for a while now, can we get hot dogs at the top oh, of the banana? Now, <laughs> I stand all the way at the top. There's a beer tub lady right there, which is perfect. 
but all they have are peanuts and maybe I think a pretzel or something. Can we get some hot dogs up there so I don't have to go downstairs? Hey, top, top of the cabana? Is that yes. where you're at? Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll check into that. We'll, we'll see what we can do for you. <laughs> All right. That's, that's tops on his list, Mike. Let's get right to that. I only need a couple per game. I don't need, you know. <laughs> hey, those, hang up that, that third level cabana seat, like when you get the breeze coming. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. Coming from the coast. I mean, that's uh, when, when I can when I can get away. Sometimes I, I, I get up there just to watch game. You can take in everything that's happening in the stadium. Obviously, Obviously, there's not really a bad seat in the whole house, but but the breeze that you get up there, that is a a very underutilized area up there, uh, up there at the top of the of the cabana. Yeah, I, I've been in the uh, cabana seat holder since it opened in 2015. And I noticed we've had a bunch of perks kind of go away. We used to have in-seat delivery. We used to have um, Four Rivers was included at, at the first couple seasons. And now we, that was the only place you could get beer. Now everybody's getting beer. What do you tell the cabana season ticket holders? You know, what are the bigger perks now to, to stay in those sections? There, there's still a lot more uh, alcohol options in the cabana. Um, different. The we got Tito's vodka. Um, uh, the bourbon is is uh, escaping my the the brand that that's coming in. Uh, got the, the the mixed drinks you got the the bathrooms you got more points of sales hopefully less lines that's a big thing we, we wanted to make sure well, we, we spent a lot of time talking about if we're doing alcohol statewide what are we going to do in the premium areas um, to, to still make sure that that, that those are premium so so that the increase options and again the the more points of sale uh, where where there may be eight eight plus points of sale in the cabana, uh, for just that section, there may be eight points of sale for a whole corner of the stadium. So, uh, so th th that's a big part of it is just making sure. I mean, again, we spent a lot of time. We got a specific, uh, a whole team of staff members uh, devoted to the premium areas that, that made sure that those experiences are still uh, the the bang for the buck. And of course, also you, you get the best seats in the house. You're you're there within the 30s. You got chair backs. You get the best parking associated with your with your premium seat. So uh, the, the whole package is still, still makes it, um, still makes it worth its while. Does your heart skip a beat when Terry Mahodger ats you on Twitter and drags you into conversation about anything from hot dogs to jerseys? Uh, maybe <laughs> at first, cause you know, the, the new boss gets here and then you're getting tagged all the time. You're like, geez, what, what, what is it now? And uh, you know, the, the things that are within our, what, what I hate is when it's things that are out of our control. Uh, like some of the merchandise stuff, um, you know, I, I wish that that we had more control over specific inventory that that retail outlets had. Obviously, we're we want more of it out there too. We we want to see cool stuff there, and uh, and so the the it, it it just pains me when I don't have answers when uh, when he tags me. But yeah, I, I guess I guess it still does. I, it's, Skips a beat a little. I get tagged. Well, at least he's not still tagging Scott Carr. See, so <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's that. Um, you mentioned merchandise. You actually were on Twitter today saying, tell vendors, tell the stores you want to see more UCF merchandise. Explain that a little bit more that fans may not understand what is and is not within UCF and your control. Yeah, you know, we don't have UCF Athletics specifically doesn't have our own either bricks and mortar or specific Team, so we don't. Our, our we control the the gear that our um, that our teams get that the 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 
that the student athletes wear and the uniforms and stuff like that. We have some say so over that. But uh, but what goes out in merchandise is really, you know, when it comes to, like the Nike stuff, there there's two sides of our of our Nike contract. There's the uh, there's the Nike promo side. So those are all like the coaches polos and the stuff that people out in Oregon for pretty much all the schools figure out what schools are getting what in, in, in the promo line. And that's basically what our what our teams wear on game days, the, the polos and the hats and, and all that sort of stuff. And then there's just the, the Nike product line that uh, our equipment staff, that stuff that comes in from Nike blank and our equipment staff decides the logo and puts on, you know, whether it's, you know, the new night head or the script or uh, so there, there's not, uh, we don't have a whole a lot of Nike picks what's going, uh, you know, in retail uh, where you, we work ahead of time. I see the comment here about like the space uniforms. Those are things uh, with the whole space game. Like we, you know, we're, we're, we have to start now for like for next year's space game. All the orders that come in for the fall are usually, are usually booked. And this is for retail in general, usually booked by October uh, of the year previous. So, uh, so it always takes about a year for retail to catch up to, um, to, so what people think is happening. Uh, and so, it, it, you know, we, we get frustrated when we don't have control. We don't have, you know, the official team store where people are like, hey, we need more more script merchandise uh, with the script nights on it. And uh, that's that's not up to anybody, even at UCF or UCF Athletics. That's each, whether it's whether it's Nike, whether it's uh, Champion or uh, or Flow Grown now or any of that, they decide what, 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 uh, what goes on the shirts and, and what different retail outlets have and all that sort of stuff. So um, where we need the fans help, like the, the fan on Twitter today talking about, which is, I don't know what the Claremont uh, Dick Sporting Goods is doing, not having uh, or having limited UCF stuff, but they need to hear from, from the fans that like, that there's demand for it. Cause we do have, we, there's a licensing department on campus uh, that does, um, that does call on places to, to, make sure they have UCF product. We work with CLC that also keeps inventory of where UCF product is available and all that sort of stuff. And they put out the information of why places should have UCF gear, but the, the managers and uh, the buyers from those particular stores, they need to hear from fans that are going in there and, uh, and asking for UCF stuff. That that's going to be the most productive way for people to see, keep seeing more and more stuff uh, in stores. Jimmy, you see us been at the forefront of a lot of creative ideas, a lot of new things out there in social media, if it's uniforms, if it's things like that. Obviously, your role is, uh, as as uh, you know, part of the brand team, uh, you're, you have a, a, a hand in that, a, a foothold in that. But I want to know, what's the craziest idea someone's brought to you that you said, no, we're not doing that. There's no way we're doing that. What's the one thing that you're uh, like, ah, it's a little bit too much for us? Um, man, that's a good question. Uh this, I mean, we, we were pretty close to pulling this off. We wanted to do um, the the uh, at baseball a few years ago the the cash drop. I've only seen it done one other place, but where literally you throw cash out of a helicopter and you let you let fans run on the field and cash goes everywhere and flies all that. We really wanted to uh, pull that off and just couldn't figure out um, couldn't figure out a way to do it. Drones, Jimmy, drones, man, drones, drones. Uh, oof. I may have to come back to you on that one and, and try as I, as I try to think of another crazy idea that we just couldn't pull off. Um, uh, you know, when, when college game day came, um, 
we really wanted to do it and the and like basically recreate spirit splash and do put the people put everybody uh you know that's all out in the in the pond um and uh just you know we were working with espn and they liked the idea uh and we just couldn't figure out a way to kind of like put the stage out in the middle of uh out in the middle of the pond and spirit splash i believe homecoming week had just been the week prior um if 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 that's right to the to the Cincinnati game that year, so the fountain was undergoing some maintenance and stuff. But uh, that was one. Um, I think if if game day were to come back, if especially if they were to come back earlier in the year when it's still warmer, because by that point, what was that like November eighteenth? I think when we played Cincinnati that year, so pretty late, uh, pretty late in the year. But um, uh, uh, hosting college game day with everybody in the fountain would have been uh, would have been pretty unique. You guys announced that the concert series is back before each home game this year. Uh, the first game is a week from now. We're going to be tailgating right next to the stage in two weeks for Louisville. Can you drop some news on us? Who's going to be uh, performing those first couple weeks? We got some local acts uh, early on, trying to trying to still lock in uh, some some bigger acts for uh, for family weekend, uh, family weekend and homecoming. So so stay stay tuned on that. I think actually the the names of the first two acts are uh, are coming out tomorrow. So stay tuned. We will wrap with this. What nugget can you give us about the space game uniform? Something to wet fans, uh, you know, imagination for the next couple of weeks. Um, hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say, I'll say, deep space. Deep space right. is the the clue. Another good question. Great question. Questions, guys. I like that. We know you have a lot going on. Countdown to kickoff in now less than seven days. Busiest week of the year, right? You got to go through everything for the first time, but got to be satisfying to you. It, it it's busy, and um, but you know what, what's what's great, and we were talking about this today, and uh, it's like you know you, you're, you're getting ready for game one, you're getting ready for game one, you're you're locked in game one, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, we're gonna play Louisville then at home the next week, and, it, and then it just starts coming. So. Um, I mean, this this is the time of the year that it, it, it's long hours, and uh, but if you can't get get fired up, uh, you know, thinking about those those anthems of the bounce house hitting, and uh, you know, you're you just I, I drive to work every morning the last the last couple of days, starting to listen to those stadium songs and uh, and get fired up. So busy time, but um, you know, it's all it's it's here, and and I, I wish we were I wish we were playing now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> all right, so don't forget. Top of your to-do list for Friday, hot dogs. Hot dogs, top of the cabana. There you go. <laughs> Jimmy Skiles, brand advancement at UCF. We thank you for being with us on Sons of UCF Live. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you, thank you Jimmy. Jimmy. All right. We brought the man to you who can make a decision, Mike. So you're getting closer, it seems, here. At the very least, I mean, forget everybody else. Just bring me to maybe midway through the third quarter. That's when usually I get hungry again. Wow, can you imagine if Jimmy, with all the things he was doing, he himself <laughs> brought you a hot dog? I don't even know what we would do there. We thank you, Jimmy. He just, he just left the screen, unfortunately. I don't think he's hearing this. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, we appreciate him spending a little bit of time with us. Don't forget, with the game Thursday, Sons of UCF Live will be Wednesday. Wednesday from 8 to 9 next week, so save that on your calendar. All you other shows, steer clear. Sons of UCF Live, Wednesday at 8. What do we got? We got a coach? Got a coach ready to fire up that uh, mailbag?
Sorry, I'm still threatened. By that. That, that, we do. We do. Here we go. Chip Lindsay, let's open the sons of UCF mailbag. Quick, efficient. <laughs> Seven words. Chip Lindsay, open the mailbag. The first take I thought was funnier, but he wanted the second take that was a little more serious. So uh, we had a little walk and talk this week. A new entrant uh, at B underscore Brando. Brandon Shannon with a walk and talk. Yeah, long time, first time. Hey guys, coming to you from Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio State University. My question for this week is, if you guys didn't graduate from UCF or weren't fans of UCF football, what college team would you root for and why? Thanks and go Knights. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good question. I'm just glad Brandon's safe. There seemed like a car driving way too close to him. That was, that was pretty, very aggressive. Close. pretty aggressive. Um, so I, the well, question like, who is did you I, root for growing up? Like I, I grew up north of Tampa and I was, don't you say know, it. it was four. Don't. No, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, and they didn't have a football team then. Um, so I always just paid it more attention to Florida, Florida state and Miami. And of those three, I never hated Florida state. So and my sister and brother-in-law went there. So maybe FSU. Yeah, I grew up in actual South Florida, and this is this is pre ESPN plus thirty five games on. So every weekend, I think we were saddled with University of Miami games. So I uh, watched a ton of UM growing up. So I guess if I had to pick a school, that was probably it, just because they were on all the time. Uh, me too. I was down here actually as a kid. You can find a couple pictures of me wearing a Hurricane shirt or a hat, but I was never really like die hard. I was never if they lost, it, it never affected me. I, and then in high school, I don't remember really watching any uh, college football until I got to college, and that was it. So it was mostly when I was like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. That's the years. Like, it was cool to be a Hurricanes fan because we're talking about 88, 89, 90. That's when they were in their glory days. But uh, if that would be it, I guess. That would be Miami. Uh, at Rejoice Nights, Joyce has said, interesting to read tweets from Ole Miss. Auburn fans praising the decision to start JRP. Do you think that's sincere? They want UCF to succeed or they're mocking us. There's the music. I think the Ole Miss faithful have been very supportive of JRP. I view it sincerely. And I think there are a lot of Auburn fans that are rethinking uh, their position on Gus Malzahn. Yeah, you don't hear a negative thing about JRP from anybody, really, right? I mean, he, he seems like he ingratiated himself really well at Old Miss. Um, you know, there seems to be a lot of genuine feeling. Same thing with Gus. I think now that you're seeing the Brian Harson stuff play out, I think there's some people who are longing for the Gus Malzahn days on the plains at Auburn. Mike, uh, how about this one from at Cap Vige One? Quarterback thing is the first real questioning of the staff for me. Am I just paranoid from what Auburn fans have said about his quarterback issues, development of quarterbacks? Is there any reason to be concerned? Certainly a gamble, right? Uh, in, in selecting JRP, a bit of a gamble. Well, it's the quarterback we know nothing about. We know what we had with Mikey Keene. We don't know yet what we have with JRP. And I think we all have a little bit of anxiety. I mean, we've been through these quarterback battles before, and the coaches have not selected the right guy a few times. I mean, Pete DeNovo over Justin Holman, uh, Calabrese over Jeff Godfrey. You know, we've seen it a bunch of times in the past. Uh, Wim Bush over, over D- uh, Dylan Gabriel. So... We're kind of scared, and it's natural, I think, to be a little nervous heading into the first game. But if JRP has a nice game next Thursday, I think we could all relax a little bit. Second question from Cap Veach. Uh, Timmy McClain, JRP, showing the state of how recruiting in the portal era goes. Coaches might have to promise starting positions to get players from the portal and then follow through. I don't know about that, but I would just say this. Look at what the quarterback room was one year ago at this time, right? Think about the names in that QB room. Joey Gatewood, Dylan Gabriel, uh, Parker Navarro and Mikey Keene. 
what does it look like today? What's it going to look like a year from now? You got to keep playing that game. You got to keep bringing guys in and also a bit about recruiting, right? Sanford, Seminole High, and uh, putting that fence around Central Florida. So I think that's a big part of it. Brian Peterson, if Chip Lindsey is given final say in the quarterback room, who is he choosing? Feel free to recklessly speculate because I can't imagine he would answer that question anything differently than what Gus Malzahn is saying. Yeah, I've been doing some research this week, Trace. I don't know what got into me, but the more I look at this, the more I think that Gus is trying to recreate the 2013 Auburn offense, which was led by Nick Marshall. Uh, he mentioned it who, the other day. He did. That's what kind of brought me to that rabbit hole. A guy that wasn't your natural selection for quarterback, didn't have a ton of quarterback pedigree, but was a fantastic athlete. And Gus found a way to make that team work. They went 11-1. and one. They had a guy named Trey Mason on that team, 318 carries for 1,800 yards. And there was a first-year assistant on that staff who was only there for one year before he moved on but came back. That's one Chip Lindsey. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious if, if, Chup, if Chip and Gus are looking at this thing. hey, we have an opportunity to recreate the 2013 Auburn offense. JRP's my Nick Marshall. I think you don't get 300 touches out of Bowser, but with our running back depth, you got 300 touches out of there. They had a good tight end, and, and uh, CJ Uzama was in the NFL. We got Kamori Gamble, Alec Holler. I think you're seeing the pieces there. So if, uh, if Chip Lindsay said more than those nine words, maybe the 10th and 11th and 12th would be John Rice Plumley. Mike, uh, for you, rapid fire from Zeebles UCF. Now that we know JRP is the starter, over under 15 passing touchdowns. This is a tough one. I was going to say under, just because there's going to be so many touchdowns scored on the ground between all the running backs. Plumlee himself, under 15, that's more than one per game. I 12, see this 12 games. Up. Yeah, I know, but he's also not going to be playing every game, the whole game. The first game, he's going to be out of there in the first half. The Temple game, I imagine he plays at half. Uh, there's a couple of games in there where he's going to get some rest. Uh, I'm going to say under on passing touchdowns. 15 rushing touchdowns, JRP. Over, under. I think he goes over on the ground himself. That's a lot. 15 I know that. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the ones that he's not throwing, he's going to run in himself, and he's going to break some long runs. He's going to have touchdowns from over 30 yards, and he's going to have some goal line touchdowns himself too. So I, I, I take the over on that. Adam is flagging. I got that Nick Marshall 2013 season, 14 throwing touchdowns. 12 rushing touchdowns. If we're going to be good this year, I need JRP to have over 15 and over 15. And I think the receiving depth is a lot better here at UCF this season. You know, Javon Baker, Kobe Hudson, Ryan O'Keefe, even a couple of screen passes. These guys are going to want to get the ball to Kamori Gamble, Ala Collar. I think you're going to have too many guys who want to eat on the outside that you're going to have to throw the ball at some point. What about on interceptions? You got those stats for him? Did you have those? The over-under here on Zeeble's question is 10 interceptions. I go back to uh, Lou Holtz. One, always told his quarterbacks, I have great news for you. You're not going to throw more than four interceptions this year because after the third one, you're not playing anymore. So, <laughs> if JRP starts throwing a couple of interceptions early in the game, it's Mikey Keene time. Well, then that final part from Zeebles, 1.5 quarterbacks who start a game for UCF. I'm not sure on that half a person thing, but... Um... Well, that just means there will be two at some point. And, you know, I we... I want him, if he starts every game, that means we've had a very good season and he's doing his job. But it's very rare nowadays. I mean, we've said it twice in the last eight years whenever we've seen a quarterback start every game for UCF. So I'm going to have to just take the over just because there may be an injury. There may be a day where he's banged up, something happens. Or who knows, maybe he doesn't play well and we start keen. I did the research there too, Trace. In the last 10 seasons, only three years, 13 17 and 20 has the same QB started every game. So 70% chance that uh, you have two QB start. Mm. 
at Esmara. What's the over-under on possessions? It'll take Night Nation to start screaming for Keene to come in. Uh, one overthrow, certainly an INT, and uh, people are going to be squawking, right? It's always yeah, yeah. number two. Yeah, I'm curious how the how the reaction will be uh, with the first game against SC State, a team that we should be beating, right? If we go out and you know at uh, you know at the end of the first quarter we're up three nothing, right? Like I think people are going to lose their mind, even if we go on to win forty five to nothing, right? You know, JRP is going to have to come out and come out fast. I think for a lot of people to be really excited about this offense, so I'm curious to see what kind of a leash he has. Uh, particularly against a team that we all think we should beat in South Carolina State, if we're not humming right out of the gates, yeah. But I remind people we were down twenty-one nothing at Boise, so. Yeah, but you know, also some of that can be—you'd say forty-five nothing, but was that a lot of defensive or special teams points? And the offense didn't do a whole lot, so you could win a game big, and see yeah. the offense struggle, and that would frustrate people. At fear of the Pegasus, which quarterback gets more snaps in the opener, Mikey or Tommy? That's a good question. I think we know what Mikey can do. I'd like to see what Tommy can do. Yeah, I think he's gonna, Mikey's going to be the first guy in, uh, I would think. So I, I'd say that. Unless we're up really big, really early, and Tommy gets the whole fourth quarter and part of the third, um, I, I'd say Mikey gets more snaps. Listen, it's just, it's just us friends talking here, right? Here's, here's where I'm concerned, right? So if I'm Mikey Keene and I'm not the starter, and I don't know what my future looks like, I've got a bunch of quarterbacks around me that, that Gus recruited – Gus didn't recruit Mikey Keene, right? He's a, he's a hypo holdover, not, the, not that he's a, a bad quarterback. And I'm looking around the room thinking, I'm not the future here. I want to preserve a year. I don't want to play more than four games. If I'm Gus and that staff, I don't want Tommy playing more than four games because I want to maybe preserve his red shirt. So you got two quarterbacks. Who's going to play some of these quote-unquote garbage time minutes? Who's going to get some of these snaps? And how do you break that apart? I think that'll be curious to see as the season goes on. I think I think both those guys are team players and would do whatever is asked of them, but I'm curious how that breaks apart when there may be a little bit of interest on the other side to not have them in too many games. I think that's a good point. At Lonely BUCF, <laughs> the provocative question. After the Louisville game, discuss start Mikey, or does the Tommy era begin? <laughs> doesn't sound like a lot of confidence in the JRP era. It is. We don't know who QB2 is right now. We know who QB1 is. We don't officially know who QB2 is. What does that look like if there's an injury in-game, if there's a long-term injury? That's an interesting question. I don't I don't know who QB2 is, which is how I'll take Mario's question, even though that's not what he means. But who is the, the, the QB2? I don't think we have that depth chart coming soon, right? Sunday. Sunday, perhaps. Ish, uh, Mike ish. at Brian Huey. What do you think is going to happen in this quarterback room? A lot of young, talented guys. Log jam. How do you think it begins to sort itself out? Or really, we don't know, right? None of us have any idea. No, and we still have to let this season play out. I mean, there could be injuries, as we've seen a bunch of times. Mikey could come in and take over the job, and it's his for the next three years. Um, but somebody is going to transfer. That's just the nature of the beast nowadays in college football. Four kids, they all want to play. There's only one football. Only one guy can play at a time. Somebody's going to be gone after this year. And JRP may be gone after this year anyway. If he goes to baseball, he gets drafted, he may be gone. One of the other guys may transfer. We may only have two of these guys going into next year. I am Rob6719. Paper or plastic? Paper. What am I buying? I don't know. That's the question. Pla- plastic. I, I usually always get plastic. And plus those plastic bags you can use for other things. I use Everybody keeps a hundred of those things under their sink, right? I got a whole bunch of them. You go to a buddy's house and you want to bring over some beers, you just throw them in the plastic bag. I think it's uh, you got a lot more use out of those. Uh, UCF Biggie may have missed this. Who's our starting kicker? 
Uh, you not missed anything. No depth chart released. Remember, at least for a portion of this camp, Cole Boomer uh, sidelined a little bit uh, dealing with uh, with some uh, you know issues. Uh, I, I, Daniel Obarski is going to be the starting kicker. So uh, be interesting to see who else, you know, whether Boomer gets some playing time uh, against South Carolina State. At M underscore Amon UCF, can we figure out why Obarski shanks so many kicks? Is it his pregame meals? Gotta be rooting for the kid. Did you see, by the way, the video? I don't know who Whose car it. is that? Whose car is that? <laughs> if you're parking right by those goalposts, not wise. Are there signs that say at your own risk? No, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Let's get the risk management department on that, because that could be an issue. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean we, we were asked to leave as they were setting up for kicks. So I just went, all right, let me see what I can get from out here. First one I get hits the car. Second one I get. Uh, misses the goalpost. You think Gus was like aim for aim for Trucco? Is that coming at you? <laughs> Seems like just as many balls miss the cars because they're wide of the goalposts than the ones that actually go through and hit them. So. At the CMAS 14, tougher road game, ECU or Memphis? I think ECU because you've got 10-year pirate veteran Holt Nailers. Holt Nailers, the quarterback. I think ECU is the tougher game. I said Memphis just because crazy things have happened in Memphis the last couple of times, right? 2018, we have to come from behind and win. 2020, we, we lose 50 to 49 on a last second field goal. I feel like crazy things happen in Memphis. I don't think they're going to be a, a, a world beating team, but crazy stuff happens there. So give me Memphis. At uh, N-E-I-S-E-N-H-A. Elo, if you're watching, maybe you can type in on this one on the screen. Any plans for softball facility upgrades? A donation announcement uh, came today, earmarked for softball. You know, a lot of people would like to see some shade out there. Elo, if you have any insight, drop it in the comments. At UCF, new Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormack on a listening tour. I think he was at West Virginia today. Going to be coming to the four new schools joining the Big 12 soon, I believe in September. What do you think the other schools are sharing with him? And what should Timo discuss when Yormark visits UCF? No doubt they're just touting all of their great academic and athletic accomplishments, showing facilities. Uh, that's what that... Uh, you know, that uh, roadshow includes. But I do like that part about what does Timo discuss? Got to play up the future of uh, college football being right here in Orlando. Yeah, I got to I got to think Timo's talking a little about the culture and vision, probably showing the plans for the facilities upgrades and what he wants to do. Um, I suspect he's also taking a holistic approach and talking about not just the football program, but, you know, uh, softball, baseball, uh, volleyball, some of the other schools, obviously, that are that are, are other teams that are playing uh, they're playing well for us. But I said, you got to lobby for something though, right? What's he lobbying for is what I, what I don't know. Uh, a playoff situation. Are we going to get new TV contracts? There's got to be a lobby for something. I don't know what he's throwing in there though. Maybe hot dogs. I'm not sure. I was just going to say, take him up to the top of the cabana, get a nice breeze, bring a couple of hot dogs and tell them, look, this is the place that's going to take this conference to the next level. And UCF campus sells itself. It's beautiful. We know everything that's there and how much better is it going to get? between now and the next 10 years, once we start making all that money. At night's HSV, part-time comedian, got one for Trace. Have you figured out yet what seize the moment means? Now, <laughs> you know, it was uh, the, the, the slogan behind Gus. It's a, it's a perfect question for, for interviews one-on-one -on -one, and they all gave really unique and different answers. Uh, I think it's whatever it means to you, night's HSV. At miles, uh, at, uh, at underscore all night underscore miles, First one for me, is there a press conference question you wish you could have back or most embarrassed by? I did not think it was my best question of men's basketball head coach Johnny Dawkins after a blistering defeat to Memphis when I asked, was your team intimidated by Memphis's press defense? And I got the raised eyebrow. He did not like 
the word intimidated. So ah, that's one. I wish I could have had back. Uh, other questions from Miles. Everyone, want to get to know the Suns. Uh, what do you guys do for work? Adam? We're supposed to answer that? No, you can answer it however you want. Mike is uh, independent. Uh- yeah, no, I am a um, a director of corporate investigations for a large company. Corporate investigations. I saw what you did there. <laughs> this is it. This is my job, baby. That this, this <laughs> podcast brings in all the money I need. This, um, so that's my job. Thank you, Gordon Partners. <laughs> Entertain you guys. That's it. That's all you wish to reveal, secret agent Mike. That's all you need to know for now. Okay, top secret. All right, Miles. Uh, I work in the nonprofit sector. Also, sometimes also the podcast space. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for also, sure. Also the uh, for the podcast space. And uh, I didn't throw this one in. Uh, Mike, do you want to reference Robert uh, two letter two words uh, question and poll uh, and your your wife's reaction to information <laughs> you may have revealed can in I, a recent? I, can I show? take a guess really quickly before Mike answers this? My guess is. There's no chance his wife even knows that happened. <laughs> well, no, I, I played the clip for her the other day. <laughs> I let him. She didn't really care. I mean, it is what it is. She knows who I am. She knows who she married. Uh, I can tell you this. I didn't sleep on the couch. UCF Mike does not sleep on the couch. So even if, the garage at me, at the UCF Mike studio. <laughs> even if she's mad at me, I will still go in the bed. If I'm mad at her, maybe I'll go sleep in one of the girls' rooms or something. But... Uh, I'm not sleeping on the couch. And then, you know, whatever. Uh, Elo, with the answer, you'll see some upgrades, but not all at once, likely a little bit each year. Shade, Elo? Any shade coming out there to the softball facility? All right, you guys are getting closer to episode 200, but at 193, the tradition that is the schedule breakdown. And I like how you spun it off into a little video on the YouTube channel. Subtle hint, subscribe today. Yeah, uh, no, we always have fun doing that, looking at the game, breaking down the opponent. It gives me a chance to kind of go through the schedule, see who has what on their team this year, where we should be concerned, and obviously gives Mike a chance to find a way to make us uh, 12-0 and every year. So it's always a fun time. I missed that question. I was looking at the chat. <laughs> I asked about your schedule <laughs> breakdown during oh, yes. episode one. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I see us – I don't see a team on this schedule that I say is definitely going to beat us. I mean, there's going to be some tough games. There's going to be some nail biters. We're going to need a couple of lucky bounces here and there, but every game is winnable on this schedule. So I'm going into every game thinking we can win it. All right. Final from Utah women's soccer, zero, zero against Utah Valley state. They return home Sunday for a home match and halftime men's soccer. Number 15, Wake Forest also, 0-0. Zero, zero. No scores yet tonight for men's or women's soccer. Reminder, Sons of UCF Live coming at you Wednesday next week. Wednesday, 8 to 9. Mike, uh, Adam, pregame show, 6.30 Thursday with a game time of 7. Is that a set thing? We're going to try and do something 6.30 or so? You said try, and I think that's the key word. We'll make a decision by Wednesday's live show. I think we'll we'll do it depends on, you know, connection, crowd noise, you know, sobriety, a lot of factors involved here, Trace. Sobriety. <laughs> I will be at the den like I it was directed to you. It yeah. was absolutely directed to him. Luckily, he's not going to be with his wife, so there should hopefully should... be Oh no. She's she's planning on joining me at the uh Oh, she's got to go on the live show. Come on. She's coming out. She's coming out. 
Uh, she just confirmed she's off on Friday next week. So she said, oh, I told her next Thursday I'm going to the den to watch the game. You know, I'm going to do a little live spot before the game. And she goes, oh, can I come? I said, yeah, sure, why not? So the kids are going to sleep at my mom's, and we're going to go there. We're going to have a good time. We're going to watch the game, have a couple of drinks, and uh, enjoy a Thursday night. Gotcha. Everybody, enjoy the countdown to kickoff next Thursday at 7. Be sure to join us Wednesday, 8 to 9, for the live show. And uh, we thank Bree McNaught of Spectrum Sports. Jimmy Skiles from Brand Advancement at UCF for joining us for Sons of UCF Live. For Adam and Mike, I'm Trace Trolko. Go Knights! Which player ends? Kimari Gamble, and thanks for watching Sons of UCF. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.